Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. We're going to call this, at least the opening here, a little bit of the Michael Sussman, John Durham update report. A very busy, important day thus far in the trial of Michael Sussman, the former Clinton campaign lawyer accused of lying to the FBI when he spread bogus, untrue Russia dirt about Donald Trump to the FBI in the fall of 2016, an act that John Durham told the jurors at the beginning of the trial this week was a failed or actually a successful October surprise using the FBI to carry out a political dirty trick on their opponent, lying to the FBI so that the FBI would take it more seriously. That's what this case is ultimately about. But today we had a couple of momentous moments. I'm going to tell you about those in a second. First up, though, let's buckle your seatbelt. We've got two extraordinary Yes, back to back. First up, Congressman Jim Banks. He is the chairman of the Republican Study Committee. He is the quarterback of the ideas machine of the House Republican Caucus. And he is here to talk about all sorts of incredible work he's been doing just in the last week alone. He's created an important roadmap for Republicans to run on a law and order, positive solutions platform in the fall election against Democrats. As you know, crime, defunding the police, bail reform, which is basically letting up violent films without any financial securitization. All of those have rocked communities across this country. Chicago, Milwaukee, Atlanta, New York City. Young girl uh, in New York City, 11 years old, just walking down the street after school, gets hit by a stray bullet because of the crazy, insane number of bad actors that are sitting free on the streets in that city. Go to Los Angeles. You've seen it there. You've seen it in Portland, Oregon, including the Anarchy, Madison, Wisconsin, a firebombing of an abortion clinic. Whether it's Antifa or your general everyday thug, blue cities in blue states have inflicted an incredible toll on the American people, their citizens, and now people are fighting back, and Jim Banks is at the front end of that. He's also done some other really important new laws. He's the ideas man. He's creating laws that are actually designed to solve problems. One of them is the Dignity for Fetal Remains Act. We're going to tell you about that, the disposal of the fetal remains after abortions. Very important there. The Communist Visa Transparency Act, that's another one out there about getting transparency about who's coming to this country, what they're doing when they're here, including their spying and their connections to the People's Liberation Army of China, the Communist Army of China. And he's also done some other great things, exposing disinformation efforts that are really propaganda efforts. We have a lot to discuss with him. And then right after him, we're going to get another great member of Congress. He's also been on this show before, Congressman Lance Gooden for the great state of Texas. He's going to break a story right here on this show You're going to like this one. It's very important. We've been talking for about a week since Michelle Bachman came on here about this extraordinary amount of changes that Joe Biden has sent to the World Health Organization to put the World Health Organization in the driver's seat in a way they could literally dictate our health policy in the United States. This proposal is pending at the World Health Assembly. There is a lot of people, there are a lot of people, including some Democrats, worried about this. Michelle Bachman came out and laid it out for us last week. We've been covering it ever since. Well, today, Congressman Gooden is going to come on here and tell us the solution he's putting together. Hopefully it's a bipartisan solution, it's a legislative solution. There's a letter 
going to the Secretary of Health and Human Services. Going to break some news with that. We always like to break some news here. So be ready for that. Congressman Lance Good right after Congressman Jim Banks, the chairman of the Republican Study Committee. All right, now back to Sussman. There was some important news today. All right, Michael Sussman's lawyers said, we need a mistrial. We don't like the way the questioning of Mark Elias, the, by the way, the former law partner of Michael Sussman, one of his collaborators on this project, and they didn't like that he wandered and mentioned things that weren't relevant to the case. And so they said, we need a mistrial. And you know what the judge said? Uh, no, you don't. Nice try. Not going to pull that in my courtroom. Let's get back to the trial. So then they resume the trial. And the star witness of the day thus far is the former FBI general counsel, James Baker. He's the man that gets reached out to unsolicited in September of 2016 by Michael Sussman, the lawyer for the Clinton campaign, saying, I got some concerning things. I want to do this as a good citizen, just trying to help the country. I got no client, no skin in the game, but I think I found something about Donald Trump being connected to Russia, an unholy alliance with Russia. Well, today, James Baker confirmed Michael Sussman lied to him. He confirmed that the text message sent to him on a Sunday night was an authentic message and that Sussman did falsely tell him he was coming to him, not on behalf of a client. Then the next morning they met and he said the same thing. And then Sussman immediately told the counterintelligence chief of the FBI who would get this information, Bill Priestap, that there was no client involved. This is a legitimate way to go. Well, that's pretty important because Michael Sussman's defense is he didn't lie. Now you've got... A friend, a former friend of Sussman, the former ranking top lawyer of the FBI saying, Michael Sussman did lie. And, oh, he didn't just do it verbally to me. Here's that text message. And it says pretty clearly, I'm coming to you not on behalf of a client, but as a good citizen. So today was a pretty hard day for the defense. They lost on their motion to dismiss, motion for a mistrial. Then they lost on some pretty big testimony. There's not going to be an easy way around this. What's going to be left for the defense, when they get their crack at it, is, all right, maybe he did lie, but it isn't material. That's a word you're going to hear a lot of next week, materiality. But John Durham is getting ahead of that now. He had Baker say that because Sussman told him that he was not doing this on behalf of a client, the FBI acted differently. They treated Michael Sussman as a confidential source. He got protected. He got hidden to the downstream people. The client, of course, would have been handled differently. You're going to hear this yesterday. You heard it from the agent, the line agent, who looked at this thing and realized that what Michael Sussman brought in was garbage, not true, didn't add up. And he said, likewise, the only reason this got furthered into more investigation, it's because it was Michael Sussman and he was telling us he was doing this as a former DOJ official, good American citizen, not on behalf of a client like the Hillary Clinton campaign or Rodney Jaffe. So, as the defense gets ready to try to make the argument, this was a foul with no harm. The FBI is saying that's not true. The way our system works, the FBI treated this differently because of the way Michael Sussman falsely approached us. And oh, by the way, Michael Sussman was intimately aware of all these nuances of the FBI and how we would handle it because he worked inside the system for a long time inside the Justice Department. It wasn't an accident. It was intentional. I think that is the storyline that John Durham is beginning to develop. And now we'll see how that holds up. We expect the counterintelligence chief of the FBI, Bill Priestap, to back up Baker soon. And then I think before the week's out, we're going to hear from two CIA people who looked at this Sussman data and concluded something even bigger than it wasn't true. They apparently, according to the court filings that preview their testimony, they actually believed it was contrived, maybe, that these things didn't happen without someone humanly trying to cause them to happen. And as the jury's sitting there, okay, guy who knows the system well lies to the FBI, and the FBI says a guy who knows the system well, if they lie, they know how the FBI is going to react. It succeeds in getting the FBI to investigate something that turns out to be false. And, oh, wait a second, maybe the evidence was manufactured from the beginning. That'll be where the jury probably ends up at the end of this week if the trial stays on course for where it is. And that's going to remind everybody about the Durham team's opening statement on Tuesday, which was, this wasn't a good citizen coming in and raising a concern about criminality and getting it in there. This was an October surprise political dirty trip. 
that is something I think a political savvy jury in Washington, D.C. understands. And they're going to be left at the end of this week with Sussman lied. The lie was consequential. The FBI acted differently. Sussman knew how the FBI would react. He was there disingenuous. And oh, maybe what he was bringing, just like the lie that he told James Baker, maybe he was bringing this in and it was manufactured from the start because it really was an October surprise. That's where John Duren's probably going to leave the jury when things wrap up for the weekend. Of course, the defense gets its side, and we'll see how they do next week at picking away at this. But the defense lost a big one today. They tried to get a mistrial. They lost. They have not had a good week thus far. They have not scored a lot of points. John Durham is kind of sticking, unruffled, unraveled. He doesn't get ruffled or unraveled very easily. He's just, his team is telling the story and really working the jury. You might not be able to tell that from some of the media coverage. You certainly can tell it from the coverage at justthenews.com and our great reporter, Natalia Middlestadt. So let's keep an eye on that. All right, let's go to that commercial break. When we come back, first up, Congressman Jim Banks, followed by Congressman Lance Good. And we've got two blockbuster stories Back to back, you won't want to miss it right after this. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad to have this next guest on. He is the quarterback of a robust ideas machine that is really putting out important policies and ideas and prescriptions for America as the chairman of the Republican Study Committee in the House of Representatives. Joining me right now from the great state of Indiana, Congressman Jim Banks. Congressman, great to have you on. Hey, John, thanks for having me. Great to be with you. It's always an honor to be with you. You're doing such amazing work. I turned around just a few minutes ago and I saw the footage today of a very important press conference you had about ensuring that we uh, get behind women's rights in America. The left is eroding them. You had some of the most powerful women in Congress alongside you. Tell us what happened there today. Well, it's, it's incredible. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a girl dad. I have three daughters who are 12, <laughs> 10, and nine years old. And what the left is trying to uh, trying to do to erase their identity as young women in our country and in our culture is just it's shameful i mean the the crazy stuff that's going on all around us in this culture that's being forced on us by the by the democrats by the left by the biden administration you know whether it's boys competing against my daughters in girls sports or some of the radical gender theories that are being pushed in schools, the decimation of, of Title IX, which we will be celebrating the, the 50th anniversary of here next month, 
um, all around us, you're, you're seeing uh, the, the left try to erase uh, the identity of my women, of, of young women, and my uh, like my daughters, and uh, we're trying to push back. So the, the Women's Bill of Rights was a idea that was brought to us by the Independent Women's Forum, uh, a great uh, a partner in the sure. conservative movement. Debbie Lesko, Congresswoman from Arizona, is leading it. And we had a press conference day. I was out. I was outnumbered for a while. Barry Moore from Alabama was there, and I, I and 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 myself for for quite a while. But we had almost every Republican woman uh, standing behind us as we unveiled this uh, Bill of Rights that reaffirms our position as Republicans that women matter. And uh, that that's a that's a powerful statement to make now more than ever. Yeah, and there's no doubt. And uh, I think people are beginning to understand that there's a lot of rhetoric in the left that they're for women, but actually the policies are anti-women, whether it's the Title 19, or Title 9 changes they're trying to make or other uh, radical ideas. And I think this uh, really caught a lot of people's attention today. There are a lot of smiles on faces as I was talking to people in the last couple hours since the press conference. Something else that you're doing a lot of great work on and Uh, We're doing a special next week on China on their television show. And you you made this extraordinary statement the other day. Not a single Biden administration or federal government official can accurately estimate how many Chinese Communist Party members currently live in the United States. That is an unacceptable national security risk. You have the Communist Visa Transparency Act. Tell us what we're trying to do with that. Yeah, it's really simple. I introduced it last week, and it requires that on uh, visa applications, we ask the question, are you, uh, do you have ties or are you a member of the Chinese Communist Party or any other totalitarian uh, uh, government uh, uh, affiliation if you're from a different country, but most importantly from the Chinese Communist Party? You know, under the Trump administration, we blocked uh, members of the Chinese Communist Party from coming to the United States. But under the Biden administration, it is a, it is a clear don't ask, don't tell policy. So, uh, while we might block them, if we don't ask them, it doesn't matter. And, 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 you know, this is how, by the way, this is how Chinese communist spies get into and get into the country. Like the, the woman who had the intimate relationship with Eric Swalwell right. or Diane Feinstein's driver. I mean, this is all part of a strategy from the Chinese communist party to send them here to put them in places of influence so that they can coerce uh, or take advantage of Americans to leverage them for information that could be helpful to our greatest adversary, that that being China. So my bill just it, it makes it a part of the visa application and and the penalty for lying on the visa form, by the way, is permanent inadmissibility to the United States. So there there's a reason here for them to tell the truth. But at the end of the day, we know that a lot of them are here. They have nefarious intentions uh, and and designs for why why they're here in the first place and. Uh, we went, by the way, John, we went from the, the toughest administration we ever had on China to, I would argue, the weakest. And that's saying a lot compared to all of the recent administrations before Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump was the first president in my lifetime to take the China threat seriously. And we backtracked 180 degrees with Joe Biden back to back to appeasing them and ignoring their threat rather than uh, holding them accountable. And And this is one small step that we can take to try to turn the corner and um, and, and stop them from coming here to take advantage of our country. It really is remarkable how quickly things have changed. I mean, the, the FBI director gave a speech at the Reagan Library in the end of January saying China is the big threat. It's as big as the Soviet threat was in the 80s to America. Two, two weeks later, the Justice Department shuts down the Chinese initiative. I know you've had some concerns about federal thrift savings plans and, and their investments in Chinese companies that have nefarious intention. Uh, it does seem like almost everything President Trump put into place is getting stripped away, isn't it? Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I, over the last uh, uh, six years since I've been in Congress, we've been we've been fighting back hard. And yes, you have. For four years, we had the Trump administration on our side. I mean, you, you know... Uh, one example, the, the, the largest state pension program in the country, CalPERS, California State Pension Program, hired a guy named Yubin Meng to be the chief investment officer. So he was the guy that was directing investments on behalf of, China, uh, of California retirees. And it turned out that he was a part of something called the Thousand Talents Program, which is a, a Chinese Communist Party program to take uh, a Chinese Chinese Communist Party members and plant them in places of influence. In this place, they succeeded. They, they, this is how, this is how strategic they are. And if we, if we turn a blind eye to them as we are now under Biden, they're taking over our country and finding themselves in places of influence where they can take advantage of America, steal our 
uh, steal our jobs, our intellectual property, uh, disrupt our economy. Now, now they're buying millions of acres of farmland in the United States right. again. And the, I'm telling you, the Biden administration is not doing anything about it. Remember, Trump shut down the consulate in, in Houston, which he did? was the, determined to be the, the biggest um, espionage outfit in the United States of America and shut it down and uh, held them accountable for it. And when Biden got into office, just completely swept it under the rug. No one was, no one was ever held accountable for it. And that, now we're back to, back to where we were before, which is really sad. Yeah, no, it really is. And uh, you're one of the most cogent voices on this issue, and you have been for years, even when others weren't focused on it. You've kept focused on it. I think it's so important. Uh, you've got a couple other fun ones, but I think the one that has gotten a lot of attention, you put together, I'd call it like a, a mini contract with America for law and order issues. You've got all of the right prescriptions to take on all the problems that these blue cities have done with the funding of police and bail reform. Tell us a little bit about how the entire Republican caucus now has a very strong law and order uh, prescription going into the fall election. Well, I mean, the, the, the difference is night and day. I mean, it's, cl- it's clearer than ever. The Republicans are the party of law and order. We stand with our police officers, our men and women in blue. And the Democrats are anti-police. They're anti-law and order. Uh, we historic crime waves around the country murder rates that are higher than we've seen before the drug by the way the drug epidemic oh yeah is directly caused by the biden administration opening the borders fentanyl is now the leading cause of death of americans age 18 to 45 i mean it's, it's because of a soft on crime agenda uh, by the democrats and you know I, I tell people all the time that since pelosi got the gavel back and became speaker again in 2018 these democrats have passed a bill twice that would strip away qualified immunity for our police officers which is a direct attack on our on our men and women uh, in law enforcement. If you take away their qualified immunity, then you're opening them you're opening uh, our law enforcement officers up to frivolous lawsuits and making them a target, making their families a target, their livelihood a target. And a lot of a lot of them tell me privately, like we we love our job, we do it for the right reasons, but we're not dumb enough to do it if you take away qualified immunity because that's a special protection yeah. that supports our, our law uh, law enforcement officers. So Republicans stand for qualified immunity. We stand for tough on crime measures. Um, and by the way, we believe that the law should be applied equally uh, to everybody. I mean, the, the, the Biden Department of Justice prosecutes uh, Republicans or people who exercise their constitutional rights uh, on, on January 6th, prosecuting, and then even others who you know, we're part of the riot on January 6th that they've gone after, but they won't go after anyone who was involved in a BLM riot in the summer of 2020 because yeah. they, they don't believe in equal justice for everybody. They, they, want, to use, they want to use the Department of Justice and they want to use uh, the laws, uh, manipulate the laws to go after Republicans, but not to go after Democrats. And that, that's a sad state of affairs that we have uh, in America today as well. So the, the difference is night and, night and day. The American people get it, um, and, and especially a lot of the, a lot, a lot of uh, um, independent voters in, in um, urban districts around the country know this is one of their top issues. When they, when, they, when you pull them and ask about the top issues that they're going to go and vote based on in the midterm election, it's because of it's because of crime and law and order. They know Democrats are bad on it, Republicans are good on it. And it's one of the reasons this is going to be a historic red wave election. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, we were just talking to folks in Wisconsin and Milwaukee and the things that are going on in that state. People are really upset that they're no longer safe. And one of the most beautiful states in America, uh, all because of liberal policies. There was one thing you pointed out in the, um, the, uh, the law and order agenda that I thought was really interesting. A lot of people don't realize this is a backdoor for the left to get their way. Justice Department consent decrees that put strictures on police and, and law enforcement capabilities. It was around during the Obama years. It kind of disappeared for a while. It seems like Joe Biden's back in that game, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. I mean, it's uh, it, it's sickening to see the. I mean, with, with Trump, we had a law and order president. Um, with Biden, we don't. And it, in, in so many ways, it's going back. It's backtracking to Obama. But I think John is really worse uh, in some of these examples of of how bad this has gotten. Yeah. And another thing, I, I think a lot of people, it resonates with a lot of people, uh, stop the anti-police rhetoric and anti-police propaganda in schools. That's one of the places I know you're going to focus on when you're back in the majority, getting the schools to teach kids how to, uh, how to think, not what to think, right? Totally. Uh, this is, you know, you saw this play out in the Virginia gubernatorial election oh, yeah. with 
and Youngkin getting elected. And but you're really seeing it play out, play out all over the country with moms and dads getting involved in politics for the first time because they're they're just they're sick and tired of what's being taught to their kids. Rad, again, radical gender theories, critical race theory, um, anti-police rhetoric. I mean, the, these are issues. I, I told uh, I'm chairman of Republican Study Committee, as you know, largest conservative caucus on Capitol Hill. 160 members in our caucus. I told our caucus a year ago, lean into these important culture fights. Don't back off of them because the voters expect us to fight back against the radical left that that wants to change our American way of life and our culture. And, and this is how they're doing it. They're pushing propaganda and ideologies under our kids in schools. And uh, we have to we have to fight back against it. And I, I think with in the Glenn Youngkin case, that was an example where he was he was talking about these issues as a candidate and shy away from him, and he was rewarded at the ballot box for it. And if Republicans play, uh, uh, keep that playbook heading into the midterms, I, I really think we're going to come out of this, this midterm election with a historic majority, bigger than uh, a bigger a bigger uh, uh, wave election than 1994, bigger than the 2010 Tea Party wave. Uh, 2022 is going to go down in history as a, as a giant rejection of the policies of the left and give Republicans a majority that, that we could hold on to for a long time to come if we if we stick to the playbook, uh, keep our focus on the the Trump agenda, which is a winning agenda, puts America first and trade policy, foreign policy, economic policy, uh, immigration policy. That's a winning agenda that put us in the majority, I think, for a long time to come. Yeah, there's no doubt. I know we only got a couple seconds. I want to ask you about one other law that I know you've gotten behind. A lot of people don't know this is a problem. It's called the Dignity for Fetal Remains Act of 2022, making sure that when uh, fetal remains are disposed of, they're not just flushed down a toilet or into uh, down through a, uh, a sewer system. Uh, talk about why this is so important to you. Yeah, it's it, we just introduced this bill yesterday and, and already getting a lot of feedback and a lot of support for it. A lot of people don't know that the remains of uh, unborn babies after abortions are just, I mean, I, I, hate, I hate to say it out loud, but they're, they're flushed down the toilet or, yeah. or sent down the, down the drain. And, and uh, you know, what, and, and this way we can restore some dignity to those lives who are lost from abortion here as we stand on the eve of hopefully a historic Supreme Court decision in the coming weeks that will, that will overturn, we hope, Roe v. Wade. Uh, these are the types of laws that we should pass at the federal level, at the state level, um, to stop those remains from being uh, disposed of in our public waterways. So we, in, uh, in 2015, live action uh, found that in Detroit, nearly 45 abortion facilities routinely flush baby parts into garbage disposals or into the sewer system. So there are lots of other examples around the country, and, and uh, my, my bill would stop it and bring some dignity in how, how these body parts are disposed of after an abortion. Uh, you guys have an amazing agenda. I've been in this town a long time. I haven't seen so much energy behind ideas than what you've given in the last few years at the RSC. Concerned Citizen Bill of Rights, Dignity, uh, National Security, Common Sense, uh, it's all coming together, and I think you're right. That's why those polls are moving so much in the Republican uh, direction. Congressman, it is an honor to always have you on. We learn a ton of stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, you too. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Lance Gooden is going to talk about something going on with the World Health Organization that we all need to know about. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down. And my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. 
I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We are so lucky to have this next guest. He is on the front lines fighting for so many things, the border, all of the illegal trafficking, but he's got one that I think every American in America, everyone needs to know about. It's these changes that we've been talking about in the show and on the uh, Just the News website to the World Health Organization's authority, changes that Joe Biden is making to accede American sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Joining us right now from the great state of Texas, Congressman Lance Gooden. Congressman, great to have you on. Thanks for having me. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday and a busy Thursday. I know you've got something very important. You have a letter about to go to the home uh, to the Health and Human Services Secretary Becerra. Tell us what message you're going to deliver to him along with your colleagues. Well, this letter, uh, and I'm so grateful to those who are signing on even as we speak, it encourages, it, it asks, it demands, whatever word you want to use, that the Biden administration oppose any additional authority or resources for the World Health Organization that would compromise the sovereignty of the United States. And it also opposes granting the World Health Authority any additional authority until there's a full and complete investigation into the origin of COVID-19, which we all know they don't want to do. They're covering up for the Chinese. And this is a very simple and logical request. But I think more important than the letter itself is that the American people know just exactly what's happening uh, this coming up week and how scary it is. Uh, as you've said, it's underreported. So I'd, I'd like to talk about that if we can. Oh, please. Let's go through some of the things. First, let's go. I think a lot of people, you know, they hear the word health organization. It sounds good. Like we can't support world health, but it's record of flip-flopping. Its own self-analysis of its, the way it handled the pandemic was very critical. They acknowledged they dropped the ball on a lot of things. And Joe Biden, I guess, wants us to be following their lead in the future. Is that right? That's right. You know, we, they've been preaching to us about how health decisions should not be political for the last two and a half years. And <laughs> everything about the World Health Organization is political. It's yeah. a disaster. And what's coming up in the coming week is very scary. Yeah, it really is. And talk about some of the things that really happen if, if these amendments that Joe Biden has signed off on and sent over saying, let's go do this, happen. We could actually have the United States be subjugated to things like contact tracing mandated by WHO or uh, uh, vaccine IDs. Is that some of the things that uh, we're about to give the World Health Organization power to do to us? It seems that way. You know, there are proposals in here that establish a global surveillance system, and that includes vaccine passports and international contact tracing. It allows the World Health Organization to dictate international travel protocols and to coordinate with big tech to fight disinformation and potentially declare extensive lockdowns. I don't want the Chinese having anything to do with whether or not the state of Texas shuts down during another, God forbid, pandemic. And it's very scary. Uh, this, these amendments that we're, we're looking at this next week would also allow them to unilaterally, the, the WHO, 
to unilaterally declare health emergencies or crises in any nation. So there's no definition of what a health emergency is. We've heard people call homelessness a health emergency, and I've heard Democrats in this country call gun violence a health emergency. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. does it stop and where does it begin? Where does it end? I, I, I'm terrified by that. Uh, there's another um, uh, question that we've had, and that is what if the World Health Organization requires other member countries to sanction a country where a public health emergency is unilaterally declared and their prescribed measures weren't implemented? What are they going to do? Uh, there's also language in there giving the World Health Organization the capacity to counter a, quote, pandemic of misinformation. And Biden's not uh, he's not limiting free speech uh, just in this country. He wants yeah. to do it globally. It's very, very scary. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And I want to go back to one of the things you just said, because it's very important to remind history people. We, we get so cluttered in our minds. We're always whoa, so busy just trying to make ends meet. But one of the things they're talking about is allowing who to dictate international travel protocols. If I remember correctly, and I did some research before this, when the president, President Trump, put a ban on tra travel to China to try to slow the virus's entry into this country, mm -hmm. the World Health Organization was arguing against it, saying it would, it's going to hamper our activities. They were wrong on that one, weren't they? They were. They called him a racist. Uh, I think Joe Biden called him a xenophobe. Yeah. And they just thought he was the devil. And... Now, uh, no one will admit that what he did was actually the right thing. And it's very scary. Uh, first of all, how, how shocking of all the countries in the world, the United States is maybe perhaps second to China as the most backward. We're still requiring American citizens to show a negative COVID test to get on a plane back to the United States of America when they're on an international trip. We don't require immigrants we don't. crossing at the borders to take a test, but we require American citizens who are in another country to show proof of being disease-free, and we all know these tests half the time are wrong anyway, to get back into their own country. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. It is. And it's sad that we are leading the crazy in this, in this world. Well, the good news is the American people have figured this stuff out. I think the reaction to the disinformation board at Homeland Security showed that Americans have finally have been, I think they're on their last nerve when it comes to some of this craziness, and they're now starting to fight back. What is the key here? How does the Congress, how do you, uh, how do everyday Americans fight this, uh, what could be a subjugation of American sovereignty to the World Health Organization? What can be done to stop this before it becomes part of the WHO agenda? Well, I don't have to remind you who's in charge, uh, what party's in charge in Washington. <laughs> yes. but, but I think you can look at how some of these moderate Democrats, if there's such a thing, some of these moderate Democrats who are very fearful for their swing district races in November, how they kicked and screamed to the White House about Title 42 expiring. And I think they, uh, they made an impression and they at least slowed some of these actions down with respect to the border. I realize I'm changing subject here, but my point in bringing that up is when the American people kick and scream and they're loud enough, oh, it yeah. awakens some of these Democrats who are worried about their very narrow margins in their upcoming race come November. And I think one of our only hopes to survive some of this chaos and this crazy that's coming uh, is to ensure that, uh, that these members of Congress are very much worried about it. And so they will reach out to the president because I'm finding that this president uh, doesn't really listen to anyone unless there's enough loud kicking and screaming yeah. from some of the Democrat members of it Congress. It takes a very squeaky wheel before he pays attention. Just ask the mothers who are trying to find formula today, right? He was That's asleep right. at the switch for weeks and uh, while this was sitting out there. Now he finally goes and gets the uh, Defense Production Act in uh, weeks later. But uh, you're right, squeaky wheel matters. Is there any legal avenue, any court anyway, that a member of Congress or an American member of the public could challenge this in court saying, hey, this hasn't been vetted and it should be a congressionally approved thing? Anything, uh, any avenues there to take a look at? We're working on that. You know, I know you recently had uh, Congressman Banks on, I think, just before me. Yeah. He's got some great ideas. We've discussed it. The two of us have. And I think uh, one of the problems is it hasn't been done yet. So it's hard to take something to right. court you gotta wait that, that hasn't been done Jermaine. yet. So, yeah. uh, so we've got to wait and see what happens. But I, I can't imagine any uh, respected court uh, thinking that this would be something constitutional. I'm not prepared to cede my constitutional rights to some health uh, organization that is 
partially run by the Chinese. I don't care if Joe Biden signs me up for it or not. I'm just not interested. And I don't think the American people are. So you will continue to hear um, uh, very loud fighting from Republicans on this. And I hope the American people wake up. But remember, Democrats love a good distraction when they are up to something terrible. They love a good distraction. <laughs> and so they're um, they're going to talk about anything they can. That's right. Uh, to keep from talking about the things that the American people are worried about, like gas prices and baby formula and this World Health uh, Organization vote next week. Yeah, it's really remarkable. I know a lot of eyes are on it. We're really starting to grow awareness about this. Uh, stepping back from the proposal itself, there is a mindset that the left has that President Biden seems to share of of globalism, of sort of subjugating the United States to a, a one world government sort of approach. It starts with health, but of course it could expand anywhere. How did that philosophy get there and what can Americans and Republicans and conservatives do to push back to the way our founding fathers intended America to stand on its own feet? You know, it's interesting. I, I think if you walk through a democratic neighborhood, not without some spinster from the democratic caucus in Washington, but you walk through your typical Democrat neighborhood and name your city America, the average Democrat, hardworking American that may affiliate uh, with the democratic party. If you asked him or her, Hey, do you think we should put America first? Do you think we should ensure that uh, we are reliant on our own energy here at home? Uh, do you believe we need to uh, take care of, of ourselves before we worry about opening up our borders to everyone else. I think the average Democrat would probably say yes, yep. and they would agree with that. Um, but the, the Democrats that run the show in Washington don't want to talk about that. They want to convince everyone that they know best and that our government uh, should be pursuing other things. And I, uh, I think it's a shame, but I think people are waking up, and I think some of these moderate Democrats are uh, – are very worried about it and we'll see uh, we'll see what happens come november yeah i think your philosophy is right we had the uh, chairman of the pennsylvania republican party on our tv show there night and he said there they are registering uh four times the number of democrats are renouncing their democratic party membership moving to the republican party uh four times larger than any time in the history of pennsylvania he said little we, we have all these republicrats all of a sudden joining we got republicans who used to be democrats i think that's probably going on all around the country you see some of it in texas don't you particularly in the border areas i do and i think we'll see it on tuesday night you know yeah. we've got a runoff here in you sure texas, do uh, in the primaries i think you will um, you'll see some of there's a, a special election coming up that people said Republicans couldn't win. I think you'll see an interesting race in this Democratic primary uh, on the border with uh, uh, Democratic incumbent uh, Representative Cuellar. Yep. He is one of the Democrats that gets it with respect he to sure the border. He, he's not for an open uh, border. He's his been courageous because he's taken a beating from his own party on it. He, he has. And, you know, some of his constituents may um, may lean left on several issues. But right. at the end of the day, they want their children to grow up into in a safe environment. And you're just not going to do that if you're opening the borders and letting everyone come over and not vetting anyone. And I think the American people are fed up with it. And we're only a few months away from seeing how right I am yeah. uh, come November. Yeah, I think we're going to see something of a historic proportions. On that last question, I want to ask you, it seems like the entire Republican caucus, and quite frankly, the larger Republican machinery is really getting behind ideas. This isn't just a Democrats are bad uh, situation. You guys are building a very positive, idea-oriented agenda. Do you feel good about that? Is that a little bit different than maybe some past elections? I do. Um, I, I feel like we are. I hope that the the people, the American people, stick with us. I, I know they're very frustrated. My constituents are very angry. Sure. They're not angry at me, but they're angry at their government and what they're seeing in Washington. And I'm angry with them. But we have got to transfer that anger into action at the polls come November. And people cannot just get so frustrated that they stay home. It is so important. Uh, that the American people turn out and tell this government that they want to change. And I think they'll do that. I think President Biden will have a wake up call on the night of the election. And I think that'll be good for the nation and the world. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I think then the real work starts because I know uh, one of the things you hear from Republicans, we don't want promises. We want action come January next year. Uh, the, you guys really have a plan already in place. I and mean, you're not even power yet, but you're really building things like investigations in legislation. We are. It's, it's an amazing thing to watch. 
it's going to be great. You know, we're not delusional. We don't think we're going to get everything accomplished right. um, that we want, because at the end of the day, the president is still a Democrat. It's not like he's going to sign into law all of these great ideas we've got. Yep. But we're going to hold him accountable and he is going to no longer have the free pass to do as he pleases that he's had these first two years. And I think that's going to be great. I think it'll be wonderful to uh, see him and his administration held accountable. And I think the American people want that. Uh, They sure do. And I know the American people are grateful for what you're doing on this World Health Organization thing. It is a scary thing. And it it was slipped in in the dark of night in the Federal Register. And uh, if it weren't for good folks like you and Michelle Bachman and others, we might not have known about it. So a great deal. Thanks to you, sir. Thanks to you, and thanks to the grassroots Republicans yep. that uh, many in my district and across the United States, the grassroots have been very vocal on this, and I am grateful to them. I hope they'll continue to beat the drum and wake up the rest of America, and uh, we can hopefully uh, not see this come to fruition next week. I'm very worried about it, but I, I think it's important that the grassroots have awakened uh, many members of Congress on this. and. Yep. I look forward to fighting with them. That's such an important thing, sir. Thank you. We'll have a story tomorrow, folks, on that letter. So go check out Just the News in the Morning. We'll have that letter up for all of you to see. Congressman, thank you again so much for your time today. Thank you. Take care. All right, you as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, welcome back. A big thank you to Congressman Lance Gooden, who we just wrapped up with. And before that, Congressman Jim Banks, the chairman of the Republican Study Committee, the quarterback of the House Republicans' idea and policy machinery. Two big stories, two big ideas. You get a sense of what Republicans are beginning to stand for and what it is that the Biden administration is doing. Things like the disinformation board, things like the World Health Organization, subjugation, the China, letting up on the China threat what the sort of things that everyday Americans are probably concerned about and Republicans are scoring points on. The border, that's another one. The flood of illegal immigration. A lot of big stuff. A big thank you to Congressman Gooden. A big thank you to Congressman Banks for getting us on the forefront of those facts. Stay in touch with justthenews.com because, as you know, we've got 24-7 coverage. Natalia Middlestadt is in the courtroom, eyewitnessing everything and translating it for you 24-7 on our site. Hey, before we go, we always like to introduce you to our partners, our advertisers, our sponsors, the people that make the show possible. And we do it not only to acknowledge them for their support, we do it because they have great services and products and they give something special to you, for you. So Birch Gold Group, they are the experts in precious metals. They've got products that allow you to take your 401k and your IRA retirement investments, which are probably taking a beating on the market the last few months and convert them to precious gold, which holds its value quite well during times like this. All you have to do to find out how that becomes possible, just to learn about it. no commitment, but just to learn about it, text the word just news to 989898. That's pretty easy. Just news to 989898. You get a zero, a free zero obligation info kit on holding gold and a tax sheltered retirement account. I did the research on this. It is fascinating. Just reading that info kit they got will inform you. You will be smarter. That's how you start on a journey like this, how you weather a storm like the financial markets are throwing our way right now. So let Birch Gold Group know you love them for supporting us. Check out this incredible product. Just get the info kit. It's no obligation. It's free. And all you got to do is text 989898 
with the word just news one word just news and you're going to get that kit go do it it's worth it it's a great read you'll be a lot smarter when you get it done all right folks that wraps it up hey tune in tonight for our television show just the news not noise yep current sheriff from arizona mark lamb he's one of my favorite interviews we're going to get an update from the border former congressman doug collins to talk about all the insanity in washington We've got one of the vice presidents for the National Rifle Association to talk about the Second Amendment. And, of course, we've got the great author, Adam Catt. This is a guy who worked on the front lines of the grocery line, including during the pandemic. The amazing story of honoring grocery line, grocery store workers. And what a better week to do that than on a week where we lost so many of them in the tragic killing up in Buffalo. We're going to have a great conversation about grocery line workers and what it takes in the modern economy, what they do for us to keep us running, even in the middle of shortages, and pandemics, and all the things that have befell this extraordinary country in the last few weeks. And then Patrick Hedger, the great official from the Taxpayers Alliance, they're doing amazing things. He'll be with us as well. That's a great show. Check it out tonight, six o'clock on Real America's Voice, channel 219 on Dish Network, channel 240 on Pluto, and on all of the apps, Roku, Pluto, Samsung, all the smart TVs. And of course, you can also just watch it on the Just the News app. Just click the watch button on the app and you're inside watching it. All right, folks, that wraps it up. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with some more big interviews. I have a funny feeling we got a big name guest coming on tomorrow again, just like today. So stay tuned and check that out tomorrow. We'll be breaking some more news right here, right now on John Solomon Reports. Until then, have a great night. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country, as he always has. Yep, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.